0: Greetings and welcome to episode number 473 of Holy Crap It Sports. I'm your host, Pete Davis. It is a lovely Monday morning for August 8th, 2022. In fact, it was so nice, I got up and took a walk this morning. It's beautiful outside. Only going to be 86 today, so enjoy it while you can. Fall is on its way, and as someone pointed out yesterday, I forget who it was, that's the last weekend yesterday. was the end of the last weekend without college or NFL football Until like February. (laughs) So it's that time of year again. Holy cow. If you want to follow me on Twitter, go to PeteDavisOne. one If you want to write me, PeteDavis1 at Yahoo.com. If you like a t-shirt, great t-shirt, Holy Crap It Sports or Kimmer Show, whatever, go to FarmhousePrintingCo.com. Local company right here in Sonoya. They got laser engraving. They'll print anything you want. They'll do one or a thousand, whatever you need. They'll do it. In fact, $1,000 is not the limit. You want 10000 I bet they'll do it. Anyway, and also, if you want to be a patron of the show, if you like the show, you think it's worth the cheeseburger a month, and really, that's all, all we ask. Don't even have to do that if you don't want. Um, just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Look up Holy Crap Sports. It's very easy to do, and it really helps uh, with the... Um, <clears throat> The dishes. Okay, we get headlines for Monday, August 8th of 2022. Not a whole lot going on after the Braves. And we did have some interesting controversial stuff in college football. But So the quality is there today, but there's not a lot of quantity. So after we get through the Braves and a little bit stuff with the college football, it kind of drops off a little bit, so I didn't want to waste your time with a lot of filler. So we'll get to the good stuff, and we'll just dwell on that. The Braves would like a refund for their weekend stay in New York City who wouldn't braves demote uh one of their own world series heroes as bad a weekend as the bravos had it could have been worse like the one the padres had pete rose didn't have the triumphant return to philadelphia he was hoping for aaron judge is in a slump a famous red sox player is retiring who are the best quarterbacks in the southeastern conference should a coach be fired for saying out loud what someone else wrote New LSU coach Brian Kelly gets snappy with reporters on the first day of fall camp. It's the one-year anniversary of losing a college football legend. Let's see, sit down for this one, Falcons fans. They've signed another former Chicago Bear. The Browns have more trouble in their hands than just Deshaun Watson. A wet goodbye for Nick Faldo and don't fart in the Dead Sea. I'm not kidding. Pete's tweets this day in sports history. You got birthdays that you share with these reprobates. So let's go right to it. It was not the worst possible scenario, but it was almost the worst possible one for the Braves. They lose four out of five in Flushing to the first place Mets, who now have their lead back to six and a half games. Their largest lead since about June 18th. Yep, two months of work down the drain. But it ain't over. But it's going to take the Metropolitans going into a swoon of some sort now to catch them, which is unlikely considering they now have both Scherzer and DeGrom back and both are pitching great. Heck, the Bravos couldn't even beat the likes of Carlos Carrasco or David Peterson, much less the big two. Braves fell 5-2 on Sunday as Jacob deGrom got his first win of the season, besting Spencer Strider. DeGrom got the first nine batters out, striking out six. He no-hit the Braves until two outs in the sixth when Dansby Swanson had a two-run homer. For the third time in the five games, the Atlanta starter didn't even get out of the fifth inning. Strider allowed six hits, two walks, and four runs in just two and two-thirds innings. Braves have tonight off, Monday, until a two-game set at Fenway Park starting Tuesday. Before the game yesterday, they sent struggling right-hander Ian Anderson down to Gwinnett to work out his wildness at AAA. He should be back for the doubleheader against the Marlins this Saturday. Travis Darno is still wearing a boot on his foot after colliding with that side-of-beef Pete Alonso in Saturday's game. He's not the side-of-beef, he's the whole beef. Uh, Travis is day-to-day, so that's good stuff. I was going to save this for later. I'll do it now since they're playing the Red Sox starting tomorrow. Just found out that um, Dennis Eckersley, the former Red Sox great, Indians great, uh, Oakland A's several, starter and closer. He's in the Hall of Fame basically as a closer. Uh, Overcome a lot of personal stuff and everything. He's going to retire. He was in the Nesson, uh, the Northeastern Sports Network, I think it's what it's called up there, do the Red Sox games. He's been doing it for years. Had some run-ins with players in the last few years recently, but um, that uh, David character pitches, that lefty that came out of Vanderbilt, pitches for, never really became what he was supposed to be. David Price, is that who I'm thinking about? Yeah, he's now with the uh, Dodgers. Uh, But uh, he had some words with him a few years ago. You know, David was a little touchy about something Dennis said. Well, Dennis is going to retire from the booth at the end of the year, so that's sad to see him go. Meanwhile, Hope Springs Eternal in San Diego. After the Padres traded their entire minor league system for three players, including Juan Soto, they thought they'd finally get over the hump, and that hump is called the Los Angeles Dodgers. Nope. Hump's still there. They got swept by their northerly neighbors over the weekend, and the Pods fell behind by eight runs early Friday, quickly blew a small lead midway through Saturday's game, and hardly stood a chance against Tyler Anderson on Sunday. The Padres are now 2-8 and eight against the Bums this season and have fallen 15 and a half games behind them in the division. So what's happening now is the Padres, thank goodness they had a bad uh, weekend because they're chasing the Braves in that wild card, along with the Cardinals and the Phillies and a few others. Uh, Speaking of the Phillies, Pete Rose dismissed questions on Sunday about his first appearance on the field in Philadelphia since the franchise scrapped plans in 2017 to honor him because of a woman's allegation that baseball's hit king had sex with her when she was a minor. Uh, Here's Pete's quote. It was 55 years ago, babe, end quote. That's what Rose told a female baseball writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper, It was 55 years ago, babe. Rose is now 81, declined to answer any other questions in the dugout moments after the team photo meant to celebrate the Phillies' 1980 World Series championship team. The original anniversary celebration was postponed for two seasons because of the China virus. Uh, The reporter tweeted later Sunday that after the ceremony, Rose asked her if he had offended her and offered to sign 1,000 baseballs for forgiveness before ultimately saying he was sorry. Rose also blew off another question from the Associated Press after the ceremony about the allegation and his comment earlier in the day. Here's another quote. Who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born, so you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born. If you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it, end quote. So, so that's the new rule in Pete Rose's world. We're not supposed to talk about anything that happened before we were born. <laughs> uh, there's, there's. Uh, let's get to the good stuff. You may not know it, but Yankee slugger Aaron Boone is in a slump. The headline from The Onion today is Slumping Aaron Judge Fails to Hit Home Run for Entire At-Bat. It's really come to that, has it? Anyway, I've got to take a sip. What are we drinking today? It's a Monday. You've got to be responsible. Uh, oh, it's Flounder's birthday. So you're going to wish him a birthday yesterday. It was his birthday. I think he's 73. 73. So in honor of his birthday, let's have some... Champagne, champagne here at the uh, Continental. Okay, what else we got here? Let's move from baseball to college football. Matt Stenchcomb is a former Georgia player, now a college football expert on the SEC network. He has got his five best signal callers in the SEC going into this season. Number five, K.J. Jefferson of Arkansas. Number four, Will Levis of Kentucky. Number three, Hendon Hooker of Tennessee number two stetson bennett of georgia and number one bryce young of alabama now you might think stetson is kind of high on this list but stenchcomb says this guy won the national championship this isn't a beauty contest this isn't seven on seven all he did was win 14 games and win the national championship was it perfect it was far from it as long as you walk off the field victorious that's the guy you want to be your quarterback That's what Matt Stinchcombe has said about Stetson Bennett. Meanwhile, some ugliness out in Oklahoma. This is getting ridiculous. Kel Gundy, a fixture on the Oklahoma sideline, the longest tenured football coach in the Big 12, had to resign last night saying that he read aloud a word that I should never, under any circumstance, have uttered off the screen of a player's iPad during a film session last week. Now, I've been trying to find out exactly what the word is. I think we can guess what it is. Supposedly, the latest I've heard is that he was reading rap lyrics off a player's iPad. So it's okay for this word to be on the iPad. It's okay for this word to be used in every movie, television show, and song those players listen to all the ding-dong day. And your kids are listening to all the ding-dong day and night. Uh, That word is perfectly okay, but not if he says it. Oh, gee, what's the difference here? What's Why is he different from the ones that are... Oh, I don't know. What could possibly be here? The only way to, to stop people being offended by the word is quit saying the fucking word. Okay? Oh, we're, we're, we own it. That's what we're doing. We're owning it. It's ironic. No, it's not. It's a stupid word. You sound like an idiot saying it. Anyway, the unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so, Gundy wrote in a statement. In that circumstance, a man of character accepts accountability. I take responsibility for this mistake. I apologize. Gundy is only 50 years old. He's the younger brother of Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy. He played quarterback for the Sooners from 1990 to 93, set nearly every school record by the time he graduated. He then returned as part of Bob Stoops' first staff back in 99 and had been part of all of Oklahoma's 14 Big 12 titles and his 2000 National Championship. 16 years as the running back's coach, then seven more coaching inside receivers, it was OU's assistant head coach. None of that mattered because he read a word off a of player's iPad. There must be more to this. There's no way you fire a guy that has done this much for your team and university because he read someone else's words. It's got to be more to this. I'm sorry. He said in the moment he didn't even realize what he was reading. And as soon as he did, I was horrified. Mm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's not like the word kills people when it's, when it's said it offends people. it, it It brings back bad memories. What kills me is that grandparents and great-grandparents and some parents of people fought and literally died to get people from calling them that word, if that's the word. And then you have just one generation bring it back. I guess they're smarter than their parents and their grandparents and their great-grandparents. How stupid are those people to march in the streets and take bricks to the head and, uh, and fight to get laws changed, to get people from stop saying that word and calling them that word and degrading them with that word, only to have one stupid generation come along and say, oh, no, 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 let's, let's use it again. And we're just going to change the end of it, and that'll make it okay. God, we live in the dumbest times. Meanwhile... So how's it going down in Baton Rouge with former Notre Dame stuff nugget Brian Kelly as the coach? Well, here's how it went with the media on the very first day of fall camp. As uh, he wandered in, I'm going to find it here for you. He wandered in, Brian Kelly did, and said, hi, everybody, to the media. And the media didn't step too fast enough. And let's see here. We find it on here. That's right. That's right here. Let me find it as I hit this. Yes, uh, I'm searching for it as we speak. It's almost any second now. No, I don't want Twitter. I want you to find what I'm looking for. Okay, here we go. All right, hold on a second. Let me turn it up here. It's football time. Well- All, right. All right, it's football time. Welcome back, everybody. No, let me try it one more time. I want to do it complete for you. Here we go. All right, it's football time. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody okay it's great to have you here too all right i think that's how we're gonna go this year beautiful (laughs) he took a sip and no one said anything so he just barked at him oh boy that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth down there they're gonna eat him alive oh this is gonna be so much fun uh let's see it's gonna be a long season in death valley west nfl the falcons have signed another former chicago bears player i know try to temper your considerable glee It's not like they're going to get Buccaneers or Patriots or, hell, even Raiders. They're going and getting Bears. Abdullah Anderson is his name. He's a defensive lineman who played mostly on their practice squad. At this point, it would have been easier just to switch rosters with the Bears. Uh, Running back Kareem Hunt, who is seeking a contract extension, has requested a trade from the Cleveland Browns, but the team has privately declined that request. Hunt's in the final year of a two-year $12 million deal had missed team drills the past two practices, but returned to them yesterday. And second-year quarterback Mac Jones reportedly is having trouble in training camp with the Pats. Some are blaming a lack of a real offensive coordinator because they're not going to have coordinators up there because he's a genius. Golf news Nick Faldo announced earlier this summer that he's leaving CBS after a 16 year run, and his final broadcast with the network was yesterday. The occasion was a very emotional one for the six time major champion and his colleagues. CBS paid tribute to Faldo during the final round of the Wyndham Championship, which is held, I think, up there in what, Greenville, North Carolina or something? You know, I mean, I'm sure that's a wonderful tournament in a great part of the country, but you'd think he'd go out on one of the majors, he'd go out on one of the, the more higher profiles. But I don't know, I guess that's what he wanted to do. Uh, both he and Ian Baker Finch fought back tears as they f- said farewell to one another. And just bear with me a second, and I will find that for you. Because I'm all full of sound today. And that's... Dun- 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 Once again, Thank it's... Right, okay, here we go, here we go. And you told me so much. For that, I'm grateful. Uh... I'm honored to have my name sandwiched between yours on the Claret Jug, 90, 91, 92. I look at that all the time with, with great uh, pleasure. Someone in the say last sandwich? two decades, we've been paired together many times on various TV towers around the world, and, and in fact, the last 16 years here at CBS. Uh, it's been a great honor, and I'm sad to see you go, like all of us are here, so, so sad. Well, old boy, perhaps we'll have the chance to... Um, he paired together on the Gallatin River in Montana. I'll teach you. With a fly rod instead of a golf club. Cheers, mate. Jeez. Oh my God. He's not dying. He's just going kind to of retire to his millionaire life <laughs> flying around the world trout fishing. Give me a break. Anyway, I guess you had to be there. Uh, what else we got going here? Uh, college basketball. Auburn basketball coach Bruce Pearl took his team to Israel recently and he warned them do not splash or pass gas when swimming in the Dead Sea. You're more like floating, but whatever. So the players heeded his advice, but the staff didn't. Auburn's director of communications, Marlene Navore, tweeted, Coach was right. Don't do it. And we're thinking maybe she pooted a little bit. I'm glad she didn't use any salty language whilst she was tweeting. See, salty there. Supposedly, uh, you can figure it out. It's very salty there. And if you do something like get the salt in your eyes or mouth or other orifices, it burns. It burns, baby, burn. On this day, August 8, nineteen fifty, Florence Chadwick swam the English Channel in thirteen hours and twenty-three minutes. Now I think Gertrude Ederley was the first woman to do it back in the twenties or thirties or something. Imagine that. There are sharks there. There's not a lot, I don't think, but there are sharks in the English Channel. Uh, 1992, the original U.S. Dream Team won the basketball gold at the Barcelona Olympics, 117 to 85 over Croatia. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, and a few others were on that team. Birthdays for August 8th. It is the 8th, isn't it? Yeah, it's the 8th. Wait a minute, let me check. What moron. Yeah, it's the 8th. Uh, 1930, Jerry Tarkanian was born. He was a basketball coach at Cal State and UNLV. He had a 625 and 122 record. 1936, Frank Howard was born, the big baseball player, mainly for the Washington Senators, also for the Dodgers, the National Rookie of the Year in 1960. 1947, Ken Dryden, I think the greatest goaltender ever, at least the greatest Canadian goaltender ever. I think a few people, some people would say Hashik or Tretriak and some of the other Europeans maybe have been better, but you can't ever tell i loved Dryden though he was big too played for the canadians had six stanley cups born in hamilton ontario 1953 nigel mansell british auto racer was the world f1 champion in 92 and indycar in 93 born in upton upon Severn, england and back in the 1950s you may not know this there was a law in england that every other male child had to be named nigel 1961, Bruce Matthews, uh, NFL guard and center for the Houston and Tennessee Oilers and the Titans, born in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's a Hall of Famer. 1981, Roger Federer, Swiss tennis player, 20 Grand Slam singles titles, born in Batminton, Switzerland. At one point, he was considered the greatest uh, tennis player that ever lived. And, of course, now they're saying maybe Djokovic is, so who knows. And at times, Nadal. 1988, uh, born Danilo Gallinale, Italian basketball player, played for the Hawks. He's now with the Celtics. So happy birthday, Mr. Gallinale. Dead people, unfortunately, on August 8, 1934, we lost Wilbert Robinson, Hall of Fame catcher for the Philadelphia A's, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Cardinals. He also managed the O's and the Brooklyn Robins dead at the age of 71. In 1970, Johnny Goodman, American golfer, died at the age of 60. He won the U.S. Open in 1933. 1988, Alan Amici. That's a great name. Alan Amici, uh, College Football Hall of Fame fullback, was a Heisman Trophy winner in 1954 for the Badgers, was a Pro Bowler in the 50s, won the NFL championship in 58 and 59 with the Baltimore Colts. In fact, he has got that famous the you know, that famous game between the Giants and the Colts and Yankee Stadium where – it's a great photo, and that's a, that put the NFL on the map, that game. And Unitas handed off to Amici, and he went over, like went to the little right of center and got in the end zone and won the game. Won the championship. Amici died of a heart attack. He was 55 years old. 2005, we lost Gene Mock. Uh, He was a baseball player and manager. Probably won more games or managed more games without getting to the World Series than any other manager. He was born in 1925. 2008, Orville Moody, American golfer, won the U.S. Open in 69. Dead of multiple myeloma, he was 74. And last year, we lost a college football legend, Bobby Bowden. Hall of Fame coach, Florida State, West Virginia, uh, national championship in 93 and 99. If, if he had a field goal kicker, he would have won at least two more. Uh, he was at Florida State from 76 to 2009. He died of pancreatic cancer. He was 91 years old. And one uh, happy note, a wedding on this day, August 8, 1996. Rocket star Hall of Famer Hakeem Olajuwon was 33 when he married Dahlia Asafi. She was 18 in Houston, Texas, 33, 18, that's what, 15 years different? Well, let me stand in line to shake his hand. Uh, Alexa, who is Hakeem Olajuwon married to? Hakeem Olajuwon is married to Delia Asafi. They have been married since 1996 and have two children. That's nice. They're still married, proving it could work. Anyway, no one remembers how, I would I, I say that facetiously, everyone who was around remembers how dominant this guy was. And it wasn't just because Jordan had left for a year or two. Olajuwon was incredibly dominant at the time. Let's do some Pete's Tweets here. Before that, let's drink a little more of the champagne, yeah? Maybe some Dom Perignon today. Now, what's more expensive, the Perignon or the Veuve Clicquot? That's uh, both good. All right, let's go to Twitter. Let's find what's, what's out No, that's not it. What the hell did I just do here? <laughs> that's not what I'm supposed to do. Uh, David O'Brien covers the Braves for The Athletic. says, here's how much the Braves value chemistry. Before that weekend series in New York, they got Luke Jackson, who's four months into his uh, rehab of Tommy John. He isn't even throwing yet took him on the trip to New York to keep the good vibe in the bullpen because they've got three vets who kept it loose and cohesive who aren't there. Will Smith, Jesse Chavez, and Darren O'Day are not there at the moment. O'Day is in his rehab assignment. Hmm. Stefan Stokes has asked golfer Max Homa to come to Carthage, Missouri and play the local course, Bet You Can't Beat Our Superintendent. And Max Homa wrote back, I'll beat him so bad he'll be demoted to Intendant. Get it? Superintendent, okay hmm. uh, that's not it that's not it that's not sports no that's not sports thank you Michael for going on PayPal oh no he put a check in the mail that's good stuff too if you write me at PeteDavis1 at Yahoo.com uh, if you'd like to send a check to you know, Kimmer Show or here or whatever I'll give you the address to send it to if you'd like Uh, Garrett Chapman said before yesterday, the Braves were the only team in Major League Baseball without a three-game losing streak this season. That's the longest since the 2001 Mariners that won 116 games. But after this dismal weekend, eh, yeah, let's not go any further there. Uh, Mark Bowman reports the Braves have now lost 10 of their last 12 series finales. Mike Puma of the Mets covers the Mets for the New York Post, I believe. Yeah, he does. Said it was a complete beatdown. Speaking of which, I think we're on the Kimmer show today, we're going to play some sound that Kemmer saw of some Mets fans ganging up and beating up on a Braves fan up in New York. And once again, let me just repeat this. If that whole place slides into the ocean, I will not shed a tear. But that's something that you don't find here in Atlanta. You only see this, it seems, in New York or L.A. where they'll take the opposing team's fans and beat the hell out of them. I never had a problem up there at Yankees with Yankee fans. Mets fans are probably a little more – well, I shouldn't say. I know two Mets fans that are pretty nice people. Luis is a very nice guy, listens all the time. So let's don't paint them all with a broad brush. But I'd have to say between Yankees and Mets fans that I've met and been around, I'd say it's kind of like the Giants-Jets fans. The Giants have a little more class in their fandom – than the Jets do I'm just saying it's a younger crowd at the Jets and the uh, Mets games and it's they're not as classy as the Yanks and the uh, Giants and boy, i was saying a lot using the word class but anyway uh, what else we got here uh, dun- 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 dun. oh by the way if you want to write me please write me. I got a question for you I've been researching this and literally the internet is torn in half 50 50 I need to get some new tires at least the front two tires and I can't decide where I should just go to a, a, you know, discount place and get like discount tire, you know, hence the name, or someplace like that and get a tire. Or because uh, I, basically I, I want Michelins. And, I mean, Michelins and Pirellis are supposed to be some of the best. I've had Michelin in the past, and I never had a problem with it. Pirellis are great tires, but I had a few problems with them leaking air and stuff like that. Well, in five years of having Michelins, I never had one single problem with them, so I kind of want Michelins, uh, uh, at least, you know, for right now. And so I can't decide whether to let the dealership just go ahead and buy them and put them on, or should I go to a tire place? Because I don't go to the dealership to get the annual checkup till next month. And I don't know if I want to wait that long to get... I need two front tires now. So if... If you, in your experience, have found, is it better to buy them from the dealership, or is it better, because I've done both, but I didn't take notes, or is it better just to go to a tire place that specializes in tires and get it? Anywhere but Goodyear. Not going to Goodyear. Don't really like Goodyear, but anyway. Uh, let's see if there's any other things I want here. Davis one at Yahoo.com, if you have it. Oh, and I mentioned earlier, Dennis Eckersley is retiring at the end of the year as a broadcaster. This date in baseball history, August 8, 1903, in the third inning of a 4-3 nightcap loss to New York at the Polo Grounds, Dodger starter Henry Schmidt is thrown out of the game after he throws the baseball out of the park. The Brooklyn pitcher became very angry when opposing pitcher Joe McGinnity dashed home from third base while his infielders argued the close call at the back. Kind of like a David Cohn thing a few years ago against the excuse me, against the Braves, 1941 in New York. Les Brown and his band Renown uh, record Jolton Joe for Columbia Records. The song about outfitter Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak plays incessantly on radio stations across the country and got to number 12 on the charts. 1970, five years after the Mets bestow the honor to their first skipper, the Yankees retire Casey Stengel's uniform number 37 during Old Timers Day at the stadium. The old professor, who won seven World Series during his 12-year tenure with the team, managed the Bronx Bombers from 1949 to 1960. Boy, did they make a mistake getting rid of him. Um, Even though they lost in 60, won in 61, won in 62, lost in 63, and lost in 64, and that was the end of the dynasty. But I was watching I was looking around the other night, and the baseball documentary was on from Ken Burns, and I every once in a while i 'll sit and watch it, and they did the thing about Casey Stingle and how smart he really was, very smart and knew more about baseball than probably anybody and he just played dumb sometimes and I remember walking around it was one of those big old cemeteries out in l a looking for famous people 's graves. I had some time on my hands, obviously and you look around you go to Marilyn Monroe's and if you get a chance there right there in smack across the street there in Hollywood from one of the studios you can find Douglas Fairbanks senior that thing is beautiful. It's got a wading pool, a reflection pool. It's, it's just beautiful. Anyway, so I'm wandering around one of those forest oaks or something like that out there. And I turn the corner, and there's Casey Stingle. And it's a very nice wall they've got there, and a tree and, and everything for Casey Stingle, which is pretty cool. He was from out there. Uh, 1972, August 8th, after much speculation about the team's future, the Yankees signed a 30-year lease to play in the new Yankee Stadium starting in 1976. That was the refurbished one. After completing the 50th anniversary next season, the Bronx Bombers will play their home games for the next two years at Shea Stadium, which I don't know why the Mets did that. Because when the Mets were coming up, they, they were forced to play at the decrepit polo grounds in the early 60s because the Yankees refused to let them play at Yankee Stadium. Well, maybe they have more class than the Yankees, come to think of it. 1976, in the first game of a doubleheader against Kansas City at Comiskey, the White Sox take the field wearing shorts. After a comfortable win in the opener, Chicago dons long pants for the nightcap and came out on the short end to the Royals. Hmm. Shorts. 1998, the Twins' Paul Molitor became the fifth player in Major League history to have at least 3,000 hits, 500 stolen bases, went 5-for-5, and stole his 500th base. The 41-year-old joined Ty Cobb, who had 4,100-plus hits and 892 steals, Honus Wagner, 3,400-plus hits and 722 steals. Eddie Collins, 3,300-plus hits, 744 steals. And Lou Brock, 3,023 hits and 938 steals, the most ever until Ricky Henderson came along, as the only players to do that milestone. 2000, after kissing one another in the seventh inning, the Dodgers asked a female couple to leave Dodger Stadium immediately and told never to set foot back on the premises for lewd behavior. The pair planned to sue the team, deciding not to after the team apologized, promising to contribute 5,000 tickets to uh, what they call GLBT organizations, okay, and continue sensitivity training for all of its employees. Can you imagine if, if you're a, a gay person working for the Dodgers back then, and because somebody running the TV thing nutted up because two lesbians were kissing, they force you to go to the sensitivity training? August 8, 2002, Closer John Smoltz got his 40th save in the 114th game with the Braves schedule, the earliest point a relief pitcher had reached that mark in a season. Lee Smith of the Cards accomplished the feat in his 117th game in 93, and White Sox closer Bobby Thigpen turned the trick with 118 games, setting the major league record of 57 saves back in 1990. Uh, 2014, Justin and BJ Upton. In the Braves' win over Washington at Turner Field, both homer in the same game for the fifth time, setting the major league record for brothers. Uh, They go off Steven Strasburg. They surpass the mark they previously shared with Jeremy and Jason Giambi and Vladimir and Wilton Guerrero. Thank you, Saturday Down South, ESPN, On This Day, National Pastime, Pro Bible, Larry Brown Sports, as I almost suck a gnat. Where did this gnat come from? I almost sucked a gnat. Into my mouth. That was just was disgusting. Let's see if he missed anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's trying to talk to me. I don't care. Uh, 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 uh. All right, Twitter. There it is. Let's see if we got anything interesting happening. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning when I'm doing this. And, then it, and, it, and it, Uh, Arizona State Clock has tweeted, It's been 2,082 days since Arizona's last win over Arizona State in football. (laughs) Hashtag Arizona State. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to tell Kimmer that. He's going to be happy. He's a proud graduate of there. By the way, if you're not following Juice Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin's dog, who's not such a pup anymore. He's become kind of big. Juice Kiffin, the dog, has a pretty good Twitter follow. It's uh, at Juice Giffen, J-U-I-C-E Kiffin, with two I's. Uh, that seems to be it. I don't see anything else going on here. No. All right, let's go to ESPN, see if there's a headline or two in this fine, beautiful Monday. Uh, the PGA Tour has filed a lawsuit to keep Live golfers out of FedEx, the uh, cup thing. Okay. Mm, To focus on illegal contact. NFL wants referees to focus on illegal contact fouls. Okay. Mm, And that seems to be it. Everybody have a great uh, day. Get the week off to a great start. Uh, Make sure you tune in to the Kimmer show later today. Should be a doozy. And thank you, everybody, who showed up uh, Friday at the uh, Extra 106.3 morning show up there at the Marietta Diner in Marietta. We had a great time and appreciate everybody coming there. And thank you again, John, for buying my eclair and Kimmer a slice of cake or pie. I forget what he got. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for going out there. Uh, and uh, Denise and everybody who showed up. It was great. She drove from Greenville, South Carolina. Unbelievable. Uh, what dedication. Everybody have the same dedication Denise has today. Get out and do something. Drive to Greenville. Say hi. Anyway, uh, have a good one. And uh, drink up, Shriners.